joining me now, Bill English from BibleandBusiness.com. Bill, welcome back. Hey, thanks. It's good to be back. It's good to have you, man. So, um, yeah, COVID, COVID headlines are kind of dominating every program but this one. Um, and yeah. with the rise in COVID cases across the country, you know, I my concern and attention turns to, you know, all kinds of groups of people. And I thought it might be good with you to talk about um, what business owners and managers can do, um, you know, to not only protect themselves and their staff, but also, you know, keep productivity high. Because I think that's a challenge. It's a real challenge. Yeah, it's a real challenge. Uh, what we are doing at the company that I'm running is that we're really starting to face into the use of Zoom or Teams, uh, video conferencing, audio conferencing, using technology really uh, to to let our employees work uh, really from anywhere that they want to be and yet still be productive. Now, it took us uh, a while to make sure that our employees had all the resources, technically speaking, uh, to be able to do this, but we spent the last really six months building this into our uh, uh, technical and process infrastructure, so to speak, and so we can do that. Uh, another idea is, because people get lonely when they work from home. I've noticed mm-hmm. this. We've had a number of people say, man, I'm just so glad to be at work, which you know you don't normally hear, Um, So we're starting to create what are called birds of a feather group. These are online groups that people can join. Uh, They can be anything from gardening to, you know, fixing cars to, you know, really off work. People who listen to Mornings with Carmen, that could be a group. It it, it could be a group. I, I, uh, yes, (laughs) that I, thank you. I'll, I'll make sure that one gets created today. Uh, the other thing that we're toying around with is providing a virtual dinner for our our, our team. Okay, that's and totally fun. It is. So we would meet over Zoom or over Teams because we have Teams internally. We would meet over Teams, um, and then we'd have pizza delivered to everybody's house at the same time, and then we'd all have dinner together, something like that, or Jimmy John's, you know, something okay, like that. Okay, so now let me just go ahead and say – this is this is something that you could do with your church small group. This is something. This is an idea that really has um, a lot of broad appeal. And so, let me encourage you to um, do your dinners for eight, or do your small group, and um, and if you could even do it, have some kind of progressive uh, progressive supper. It wouldn't be the old fashioned kind, um, but it just. Think creatively about this particular option because that's one. You know, frankly, I really I love that. I love that one. Yeah, and maybe maybe we should do a mornings with Carmen, you know, progressive dinner or something like that. So, absolutely, because uh, you know you could listen to mornings with Carmen all hours of the day and night. Like it could, we could progress around the time zones. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Now you've got my brain working. It's good. It's good. All right, go to the next one because I I think that the next one is important as well um, because there are folks who cannot work, and so we need to be uh, you know mindful of that as well. Well, I think the next two would be helpful. First of all, educate them on how unemployment uh, insurance works, if you haven't already done so. There are some people who would like to work and who cannot work at their jobs. And so you might want to take a look at that. And then the other one is to perhaps just consider uh, passing out a smaller bonus, anywhere from $100 to $500 per person. It can be a Visa card. I would not do a vendor-specific card like Starbucks or Target, uh, where 
my company, which is statewide in Minnesota, I have 750 employees. Uh, if we do a Starbucks card, the people in the rural areas don't have Starbucks and they don't have targets. So we, we need to think about just doing visa cards where they can spend the money uh, that way. But I think those two things would also help uh, your employees. Okay, I love that. And then you talk here about um, that protecting staff and their jobs means a number of other things as well on the business side of the conversation. Yeah, on the business side, and I know that this is mainly applies to business owners, and I'll, I'll be brief here. But first of all, make sure your supply chain is reliable. Uh, if, if a number of your businesses in your supply chain have been going out of business, then you got to shore that up and you got to uh, have make sure that your supply chain is reliable. Secondly, I, I talk about shortening the time from cash to cash. In other words, from the time that you spend cash on something till the time that the cash comes back because it was a revenue generating activity or product or material uh, that you spent cash on, when are you going to get the cash back? And so try to shorten up that time where you go from spending cash to receiving cash. And uh, in times like these, companies tend to look at that, at that transition, that time period from cash to cash, almost more closely than they look at their profit and loss statements. It's one thing to know you're profitable, but boy, managing cash here is really, really important. It helps provide stability uh, for your employees. So make sure that you understand uh, when you spend cash, when you're going to get it back, and, and can you shorten that time period? Great time also to renegotiate some of your leases. Maybe try to get some free months, see if you can get three to six months free up front, add it to the back end of the lease, maybe extend the lease a little bit, and uh, see if you can't renegotiate your leases that way. And uh, also, because of the PPP, the CARES Act, you should have been and should continue to be deferring your, the employer portion of your payroll taxes through the end of the year. Now, remember that this is important because, for example, in the company that I'm running, that equates to about $400,000 over the course uh, between March and the end of the year. And we don't have to pay that back until half of it at the end of 21 and the other half at the end of 22. So it's, in essence, getting a free $200,000 loan through the end of 21 and another free $200,000 loan through the end of 22. So employers should be thinking about that. That helps provide stability and cash to your business right now, something that you ought to be doing. All right. We have a number of, um, of headlines uh, related to the CARES Act. And uh, as rent comes due for thousands of people here at the, at the end of the year, um, there is the expectation of a torrent of bankruptcy filings. And so just want to be mindful of that, be watchful of that in your own communities and certainly within your own churches if if there are places and ways that you can step in to help others in this season that would be um, that would be really an extraordinary gift because when a business goes out of business um, you know it's not just the owners and employees that are affected but all of us who have benefited from uh, their work in the community and the, the resources generated through them. All right, uh, Bill English and I are going to take a very brief break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the relationship of Paul and Timothy. That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. All right, treading into a passage of Scripture that uses a word that is immediately inflammatory in the American context. So I'm just warning you of that in advance. We're going to talk about the relationship of 
Paul and Timothy and some of Paul's instruction to Timothy. Uh, And Bill English is crazily willing to till the soil of this conversation today. (laughs) I don't know if it's crazy. It's never crazy to teach the counsel of God, right? No, it's never crazy to teach the counsel of God. It is um, it, it is deep water to wade into when we only have a few minutes to talk about it. But I'll read the passage, and then, um, and then we can talk about the modern corollary. How does that sound? Sounds good. All right, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. This is Paul's counsel to Timothy. All who are under the yoke of slavery should consider their masters worthy of full respect, so that God's name and our teaching may not be slandered. Those who have believing masters should not show them disrespect just because they are fellow believers. Instead, they should serve them even better because their masters are dear to them as fellow believers and are devoted to the welfare of their slaves. First of all, the word slave does not mean the same thing today, um, and certainly not in the American uh, context that it meant when Paul wrote those words. Yeah, that's actually correct. Uh, Slaves in Paul's day had rights. Uh, They could accumulate wealth. They could get married. They could purchase their freedom. And most people were slaves for only seven years, and uh, the vast majority were freed by the time they were age 30. So uh, the slavery system that Paul is referring to under Roman law is very different than the uh, very difficult slavery that we had in America here. So the two are not comparable. But the way you contextualize this is to say that we're really talking about the employee-employer relationship today, right? So um, that's, that's the way we contextualize it. And Paul says to give our managers uh, really full respect, even if they don't deserve it, even if they lack in quality of character or purity of life, we give them full respect And why do we do that? Uh, So that God's name and our teaching may not be slandered. Now, that word slandered is the same word that we uh, translate blaspheme. And it literally means to take something sacred and use it in a way that degrades its worth. And the connection that Paul is making here is that we can actually degrade God's name and degrade the worth of his word. We degrade the worth of his name, the worth of his word, by showing our managers less than full respect. That's the that's the connection Paul is making here. So, so, how the, we, so let me tell you the 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 example, the timely uh, example from this time of year that comes to mind in relationship to this passage of scripture. Um, Bob Cratchit, the fictional character in Charles Dickens' um, A Christmas Carol, he's abused, he's underpaid. Scrooge treats him horribly, um, but there is no question that Cratchit um, demonstrates not only in the way that he treats Ebenezer Scrooge directly in his service, but behind his back when Bob Cratchit, you know, basically counsels his family, um, you know, not to speak ill of Ebenezer Scrooge, that we, you know, we have what we have because of of this person, even though this person is behaving in a way that is grossly contrary to the way any human being should treat another. So I just, that, that, can, that, I mean, I know it's not contemporary since The Christmas Carol was written in 1843, but a lot of people are familiar with it and will be watching it this season. And it does, it does amplify the truth of this passage of scripture. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of people, a lot of Christians do not connect their behavior towards their manager at work 
with what they really believe about the worth of God's name and the worth of his word, the Bible. And yet Paul makes a very clear connection here between the two. If we're going to really highly value the name of God and we're going to highly value his teaching, then you know what? One of the ways that's going to be revealed, so to speak, is by treating our managers with full respect, even when they don't deserve it. Yeah, no question about it. All right. Um, uh, you know, the the principle here is... Um, is giving other people the respect due them as image bearers of the living God, even if they are not behaving in a way um, that aligns with that reality. I mean, is that fair to say? It's We're ultimately respecting God and we're respecting God's word um, and therefore showing respect to a person, even when that person is not behaving in a way due of respect. Correct. And even when they make mistakes— and the reason that we do this, Carmen, is because we see in them what they could be if they were living under the regenerating power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, when, when you take a look at where that person could be, if they knew who Jesus Christ was and accepted him as their Savior and Lord, then you say, okay, I can give them respect because of who they could be, who they could become. And maybe I'm the only Bible they'll ever read, so they need to see uh, that a person who walks with God has certain characteristics uh, that they don't normally see in their life. Absolutely. All right, Bill, um, thank you so very much. So many uh, other headlines that you and I could till the soil of today. Here's one I'm going um, to get you to start thinking about. There's apparently okay. an, eff- an effort underway um, to block the hiring or to dissuade anyone from hiring anyone who has worked for the Trump administration and or the Trump campaign. And so I I would not not dealing maybe specifically with that scenario, but dealing with the broader question of, you know, if you're looking for a job right now in this market, are there ways that you should be thinking about presenting yourself and things on your vitae um, or your resume that, you know, are sensitive to the times in which we're living and the biases people may have. I just, you know, hiring bias may be the broad category here. So can we talk about that sometime in the future? Yeah, I'd be happy to talk about that with you. All right. Love it. All right. Hey, thanks, man. And um, um, apparently I'm not wishing people a happy Advent season yet because I was a week early in my notes. But let me just say this. The Santa tracker is going to be up again this year. I, I just I wanted to get that news out there and Paul wouldn't let me share it earlier. So there you go. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to you soon. That's Bill All English right. from BibleandBusiness.com. We'll be right back.